Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. The show is for anyone that has passion in health, passion for their own health, more specifically, passion for making other people healthier, whether it's through leading a hospital, leading a provider group, leading a health insurance company, leading a healthcare-focused venture capital firm investing in the future of healthcare, wide-spectrum But most importantly, I'm really excited today to have Dr. Peter Valenzuela on the show. Peter is the chief medical officer at Sutter Medical Group of the Redwoods, and he's going to share his story and a a few of his passions that he's working on right now, but I'm not going to steal his thunder. Uh, Dr. Valenzuela, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for making time. Great to have you here. Take us back, transport us or teleport us back to where it all started. Maybe tell us a little bit about your origin story and some of the series of events that you've gone through in your personal life to get you to where you're at today. Yeah, sure. So I'm actually a native Texan and um, you may or may not hear a drawl as I speak. I always joke around that sometimes sometimes the Texan comes out of me whenever I'm nervous, tired or drunk. And mm-hmm. It's early in the morning, so I haven't had a <laughs> drink. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was born in, in uh, Odessa, Texas and uh, grew up in a small town in West Texas. And, you know, I actually um, have a, a large family. I have four older brothers and a younger sister. And uh, I always uh, dreamt of being an architect. I love to draw and anything uh, associated with it. And uh, when I was 15, my mother was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, and that exposed me to healthcare in a different way. And it was from that time that I decided I wanted to be a physician. So through the years, um, you know, I focused on you know a biology degree in Austin when I went to University of Texas. And I went to medical school in Dallas, UT Southwestern, and I went on to become a family physician, and actually went back home to my small town. Uh, with about 7,000 people and practiced there for about five years and kind of did everything, everything from, you know, hospital medicine to clinic medicine, emergency room visits, nursing home visits. I even did home visits. And it was mm-hmm. it was a great experience for me, you know, being exposed to all aspects of care, following patients throughout the continuum. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, during that time, I realized I didn't understand a lot about the business side of medicine. So I went on to get an MBA from Auburn University with a focus on healthcare. And, you know, kind of after doing that is when things really opened up for me. Uh, I really intended to be a small town doc for for the rest of my career. But um, a lot of organizations were uh, really struggling to find physicians who had uh, business understanding and overall big picture understanding of healthcare. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I was actually recruited to become an assistant dean for clinical affairs with texas tech and you know it hurts me to say texas tech because they they just lost the national yeah. championship uh, <laughs> and basketball uh, is so close no uh, but you know it's proud to be there and i became here yeah. along with that role i became the chair of a residency program for family medicine and you know my wife and i don't have any children and we did a uh, a, a cruise to um, Alaska from Seattle to Alaska and just fell in love with the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Before we knew it, I was actually taking a role to be a, a medical director and uh, and then eventually vice president of the Northwest Network for Peace Health in uh, Northern Washington. 
And, and we really enjoyed that. You know, it was a, a group of about 125 physicians in the primary area with another 50 plus in the outlying lake area. And um, it was funny because Texas to us was too hot and Washington was beautiful, but it was too wet. And we used to escape to the wine country in Sonoma and Napa as part of our way to get sun exposure. And, you know, as fortune would have it, I actually ended up getting a position in Sonoma County, which is where I am now, uh, to be the chief medical officer of a group. It's about 125 multi-specialty physicians and clinicians that practice throughout Sonoma County. We've been here about five and a half years now. And, you know, I joked that it was more of a Goldilocks experience. You know, Texas was too hot, Washington was too wet, and Northern California has been just perfect for us, you know, and, and that's kind of where I am now at this point in my career. Mm, mm. Peter, um, this is great. I really appreciate your background, very deep and wide on mo- all of the disciplines, right? And so it really, it's, it's fascinating to see how you culminated your background, your skills into focusing where you're at today. Um, and, and so let me ask you, right? So you touch upon so many different interesting, innovative health topics here in, in, in the Bay Area, right? And, and so... Yes. Maybe you can tell tell me a little bit about, you know, one thing that has you super fascinated in health today. Um, tell us a little bit deeper on like, you know, what what is it? How does it work? But, but why are you so fascinated about it? I, I think for me, coming from a primary care background, I'm, I'm really excited about the fact that we're really looking at uh, social determinants of health now. Mm-hmm. You know, this wasn't something that we talked about. When you, when you think about you know, healthcare, we spend, you know, over $3 trillion a year in the United States on healthcare, just dealing with healthcare. But we spend almost nothing in relation to other countries when it comes to social services, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I think that is something that's that's really starting to pick up now as people are understanding that, you know, healthcare, what we provide for patients is maybe 10% of their overall health. And, but there's also... Uh, social and environmental factors. There's genetics. There's individual behaviors that play a big role in that. And I think that we're just now starting to dive into the other aspects of those areas. That, and, and it's starting to slowly make a positive change on patient outcomes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, SDOH, social determinants, super big topic today in healthcare. Tell us a little bit deeper on like one of these elements, whether it's like food insecurity, shelter, uh, financing one's health care. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell us about one of these, one or two of these like services or day in life examples of, of it in action. So I'll, I'll talk about it as it pertains to where I am now in Sonoma mm-hmm. County. We, we actually have a collaborative in our county that is comprised of all of the major medical groups um, in the community all of the hospitals, the public health department, and the behavioral health organizations. And we get together in this committee called Committee for Healthcare Improvement. Mm-hmm. And we look at not just the health outcomes, you know, we, we have started community collaboratives related to opioid prescribing, blood pressure monitoring, and advanced care planning. But we bring in other aspects of it as it applies to education for Uh, kids at school related to these things uh, as it applies to housing and support for populations in the community because we know that just focusing on the health is not going to be enough and we actually have applied for and successfully received a grant 
uh, for an accountable community of health, where we are trying to incorporate not just the health aspects, but the um, environmental aspects as well. I love it. I love it. Now, Peter, this is this is great. Super great to hear of of these, you know, taking action in social determinants of health, acting upon them and executing upon them, and you know, super um, profound and you know projects that you're doing that are or eventually have a compounding effect on them for society and for the community, right? And so it's sure. it's great to see. Um, let me ask you. So one thing that um, I'm really enthused about are your comics right and so there's nothing better than storytelling format i love storytelling i love comics uh all types of comics and then i just love listening reading stories you just learn a lot right and uh, not to quote jim carrey but you know his calling has always been he always says you know as he's evolved to this like you know super like super woke guy uh freeing people from concern your comics seem to do that right but they tell an interesting story love for you to just tell us a little bit about um the comics but also you know why you started that and obviously i could just imagine it's very joyful to do it's very joyful to distribute out and so just love to listen uh to to the to that a little bit sure sure so you know i mentioned earlier that i always wanted to be an architect and uh you know somehow i found my way into medicine and i love to draw and it was funny because a few years ago I, I pulled out some old drafts that I had of some homes that I had made when I was in junior high and early high school. I showed them to my wife, and and I remember her looking at them, and she looks at me, and I said, "What do you What do you think?" And she ah. looks at me and says, "You know, I think it was good that you went into medicine. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think I'd have had a career as an artist or architect, but you know, the, for me, the comics were a way of expressing some of the challenges and frustrations that." physicians and clinicians and organizations are dealing with as it, as it pertains to healthcare today. I mean, I think that, you know, I mentioned earlier that I, early in my career, I'd practiced the full gamut of healthcare and I, you know, it was exhausting work and I, you know, had late evenings some days and early mornings others and, but I always loved what I did. And now there's become, you know, healthcare has become so regulated and has so many uh, both restrictions, regulations, compliance issues, and, and you know we've we've increased healthcare costs exponentially on administrative aspects. And, and I'm not saying that they're wrong or that, or that they're unnecessary. I'm just saying that they've made it a lot more cumbersome to practice medicine today. And so I started the cartoons as a way of showing others what are the challenges in healthcare as seen through the eyes of physicians and clinicians and those people providing care. And having both an executive background as well as a physician background, the comics kind of target a broad population. You know, sometimes they are comics related to some of the things physicians are dealing with. Other times they're comics related to some of the administrative burdens that managers and directors and executives deal with. And, you know, it's funny, I've had people who reviewed them and looked at them and, and they've referenced them as, as Dilbert for healthcare. And <laughs> You know, I'm actually proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and so I think that each of them has a message and a different perspective. And and as you follow along, you kind of start seeing a, a story of what are some of the themes broken in healthcare today and how are people dealing with them? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, they're good. And I really appreciate it. And, it, you know, it'd be great for, you know, we've had a lot of people, uh, different executives on the show. It'd be great. I'm sure they would love, you know, 
expressing their stories, you know, through a comic format. So I'm just, my wheels are turning here as I'm <laughs> speaking to you about, you know, sure. so much more expansive ways to, to get this medium out. You know, there's so many stories to be told. And as you know, we're in a kind of like, we have Instagram brains now, right? No, yeah. one, no one really wants to read anything or go in depth, which also bears with it a tremendous opportunity for comic formats, right? Quick, punchy, punchy ones that, that can really tell a story. Um, I, like I told you a little bit before we said <laughs> a little bit before, you know, the first thing I saw on LinkedIn today was, uh, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk's, uh, blog post on LinkedIn where he had a comic book format and it told a story and yeah. it just drew my attention. I usually scroll through 10 or 20, try and put some thoughtful comments on stuff I find interesting, but that one took up all my time <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I read it. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. That's funny. And he makes a powerful point. Um, so um, this is this is really great, really exciting to hear, uh, Peter. Uh, let me ask you: Tell me a little bit in your role, what you've been and um, where you've been and what you're doing today requires a lot of resilience, requires a lot of leadership, uh, requires a lot of uh, restoration in terms of health and joy. Um, and you know, I'm always intrigued by what other people in leadership roles do for their health and to recharge and to restore would love to hear a little bit about you know along the dimensions of mind body spirit like what are some things you do to stay you know healthy and optimal sure yeah that's a great question uh, i think you know i've kind of had the same routine throughout my career i you know i tend to wake up at five in the morning and try to exercise at five thirty. Um, be in the office by seven. And, you know, for me, I like, I like to read, you know, I know that you're a reader too. I love to read all aspects and all different types of books, but I, uh, you know, my passion is more on, on drawing or creating mm -hmm. comics or um, just kind of doodling, you know, and even that with comics, I'm not, I'm not wonderful at comics. I actually have somebody that helps me from time to time with my comics to make them better. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so that's really been restorative for me. I think the word resilience really resonates with me right now because, you know, mm -hmm. you may be aware about two years ago, we had a major fire here in Sonoma County and mm -hmm. um, we had over 5,000 homes burned and, you know, mm -hmm. one in six doctors in the county lost their home. And so our community has been dealing with the, um, uh, kind of the hangover of that experience and and we actually as part of the committee for healthcare improvement that I mentioned earlier we've started a resilience collaborative which is where we are mm. having people come into our community to um, educate our the population on what are ways to deal with challenges like this and what are the mental and emotional and physical ways that we can work with it so mm -hmm. uh, we're doing that uh, you know I know it's more of how do I do it but I just want to share that that work, we're working on that for the whole community too. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, such heaviness that you've, you've had to deal with and, you know, some, some great opportunities and probably just, you know, collectively banding together. I found myself with the fires, the stories during and after. Sometimes it was so heavy. I was going, you know, you're going through a lot. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even read this article right now. It's so powerful. And, you know, you read these stories and you're just like, but there's people like yourself that have to live in it, yeah. but also bear with it the torch of, you know, we're, I'm going to, I'm going to make our, you know, group here more resilient and, and we're going to overcome together, you know, and yeah. we're not going to go backwards. And so I appreciate your 
leadership and, and your thoughtfulness and empathy on, on on overcoming what's 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 happened. And so um, uh, this is this is great. I guess uh, you know along the lines of some of the projects and things that you're working on right now. Um, they're probably paving the way for an interesting future. Tell us a little bit about the future of healthcare, according to Peter. Um, yeah. uh, you know, the vision we're marching towards, the vision you know, deep down in your heart, is going to come to fruition and that you're excited to see come to fruition. Just love to hear a little bit more about the future. Sure. I, I think that one of the things we're acknowledging is that physicians can't be the sole providers for care for patients. And, you know, we have to have, you know, advanced care physicians and I'm sorry, advanced care practitioners as well as um, um, other people that can help provide care, social work, nurses, pharmacists, um, therapists. And, and what I'm excited about is that we're now starting to incorporate these team-based models for patients and even looking at doing it in the comfort of their own homes. A lot of our patients are struggling for transportation and really um, being able to care for them themselves within their setting. And, and I think the fact that we're looking at remote aspects of care, we're looking at incorporating sensors for patients so we can mm -hmm. find out when their weight is getting too much, too heavy, if they have heart failure or um, you know, if they had a fall or something. I think that those are the things in healthcare that that are really going to change outcomes for patients because um, as much as you know i like seeing patients directly in the clinic uh, being able to care for them in their own environment is where i think healthcare is going to be moving to absolutely absolutely no that's that's i mean it's beautiful it's it's exciting and to hear about the you know the technologies and societal shifts that you're mentioning here mm -hmm. um, super powerful and really you know paving the way for an exciting future and uh, it's just great to hear you're doing it, right? You're doing these efforts, you're where you're at right now, you're leading these efforts and you know, manifesting them to, to fruition. And so it's really super uh, you know, powerful to hear. Um, uh, Peter, let me ask you, what would be a great way for our listeners to engage with you if they would like to do so? Sure, well, I think that if they like comics, I would recommend that they take a look at the comic yeah. website. It's, uh, oh yeah docrelated.com so doc-related.com they could reach out to me there um, obviously they could email me at uh, peter at docrelated.com that's probably the quickest and easiest way uh, I'm also available on LinkedIn so I'm happy to connect that yeah way. no it's great too and then and then uh, doc related is also on Instagram as well right you can catch uh, uh, um, slot and pictures of them I think it's uh, uh, at doc underscore related is your is the handle there so Correct. oh super super exciting stuff they're great they're great comics but I think most importantly really appreciate your your the breadth of, of expansiveness that you have in you've had had in your career your focus right now and the perspective that you know you're bringing to to healthcare and to healthcare leadership. So I really appreciate it. Um, Peter, it was great having you on the show. Um, to our listeners out there, again, this is the Pop Health Show, and this show is for anyone that has a passion in health and for helping other people get healthier, whether it's one other person or one million or one billion other people. Um, Dr. Valenzuela, again, thank you so much for your time. Uh, really appreciate it. This was, this hey, was great. Thank you for having me. Enjoy Absolutely. being here. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks.